Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 33 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And I don't even know what to say, Jacob. Seeing you here, I'm realizing we have to stop meeting like this. It's, it's too early. It is. I don't know why we decided to move our uh, recording sessions to the like I mean, crack of dawn. I know that I wanted you to be the first thing I see in the morning, but somehow it's not rousing me as much as I anticipated. Well, it sounds like you got like a little bit of a cold going too. Or I something. do have something. You know, I have a little bit of a sore throat, a little bit of the sneezes. I love. I love how many times like when you're sick, we just get stuck in a room. Doing recording, together. and I just awesome. lick all the microphones. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. Need, I got here late, and they were already set up, and you were smiling. So I think you did something to this mic. Well, we have to find ways to entertain ourselves. Um, so first thing, most importantly, I wanted to bring up because I don't know, you might be in the in the market for a new house, but after sure. almost fifty years, the home featured on the Brady Bunch is up for sale. Really? Yep. So it's only one point eight nine million. Oh, is that all? Well, um, at least according to Zillow. So it's located at one one two 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 Dilling Street in North Hollywood, California. It is the second most photographed home in America, just behind the White House. Really? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Huh. So it sounds great. It's uh, like over twenty four hundred square feet and includes a perfectly preserved nineteen seventies decor. Oh boy. So yeah. Seems perfect. Two beds, three baths, but the and car- generous entertaining spaces. Yeah, but carpet? I don't know about carpet. Maybe there's some beautiful hardwood floors living f- under there. I prefer more of an open concept, as it were. You know? I feel like it was kind of open. Wasn't that living room enormous? And then I the stairway know. was so big and open because they were always standing on it. That's an interesting question for TV. Do you consider where the camera is where like the other wall is? Or is it just sort of like random spots in those kind of shows? Oh, like maybe the camera's in the middle of the living room? Yeah, like how big do you well, think Well, probably the because it's always like right at the couch, and I doubt that they had the couch facing just like a wall four feet Well, they away. had AstroTurf um, back lawn, so you can That's never be true. so sure. So anyway, if anyone's looking for that, the Buffalo the Market's been a little cray, so maybe Brady North Hollywood bunch. calls. You can get a choice between that or the Breaking Bad House. It's a fun combination sorry, of those. Were you singing? I didn't want to interrupt that. No, it's okay. Dun, no, dun, I, dun, dun, dun. I don't remember the, any more words that to the Brady Bunch singing. song. That wasn't singing. That was dun, dun, I was, no, that was okay. the end of the Brady Bunch song. Anyway, and then I <sighs> noticed um, yesterday, which was, what was that, Thursday, um, that the Dark Knight turned 10. That I did know. What? How old are we? How did that happen? It is shocking to think about. I still remember how big of a deal that movie was when it was coming out. That feels bad. It's actually re-releasing it in uh, IMAX in a couple theaters across the country. Oh, it'd be so loud. It's weird when I was like watching the trailer again for the anniversary, and I was like, Christian Bale looks tiny in this movie. By the last Batman movie, he was like enormous. Yeah, and he's looking like a little, a little thin, a little frail. Yeah. But then you get to always get like the deep. The deep Christian Bale I'm like, why do they do that? That still is an error. I think that the thing that the Christian Bale movies are going to be remembered for is just voices. Sounds like, what, Batman? No one can help you because nobody knows what you're asking. I will totally tell you everything you want, but just don't mumble so much. I'm sorry, he's no Michael Keaton. Put him in a black turtleneck. Shots fired. He's not going to look as good as Michael Keaton. Well, who does? Michael Keaton is Batman in my heart forever Uh-oh. and really jack nicholson is joker i know he fledger oscar winner well, big deal yada yada they've all been the thing about the jokers is they've all been like super different everybody that's played it so at least it's been interesting which is nice which also i want to bring up is that the 
new Joker movie, the Joaquin oh. Phoenix one, just got a, a title and release date. Yeah, it did, didn't it? How do you feel about that? Well, okay. I would have preferred they got started with Joaquin Phoenix if they were going to go to him. Like, why do we got to deal with this? Uh, I don't even remember the dude. Or oh, Jared Leto nonsense and Suicide Squad. and. Yeah, I didn't see that, but that looked terrible. Ooh. I feel like Joaquin Phoenix is such a good actor that he'll probably do a good job. But that is coming out October 4th, 2019. So keep your eyes open for that one. It can't it can't possibly be any worse than what Jared Leto did. Anybody who's seen it will tell you. <laughs> and I love that I read and this was like a big deal is that it finally has a title. And no, the title is not the Joker. And I was like, oh, they went well, weird. Yeah. Why? What was it? What's wrong with just the Joker? That's well, it's no, it's simply Joker. Oh. So get it straight. It's not the Facebook. It's Facebook. It's not the Joker. It's Joker. So that oh. that is just some stuff that. You know, I wanted to make sure you knew. I like well, to keep you, you in the know. And you just did. Now that we got all that stuff yes. mixed in. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, so then I was thinking, it is it is summer. It is. But, you know, it's slowly winding down. But I feel like... God, can you believe it's already midway through July? It feels bad. But at the Horrifying. same time, I feel like a lot of people, you know, you're done with the gardening and, the, you know, your children, you're done entertaining them because they've accepted that lives are meaningless and they're just sitting in their rooms pouting it now. So you have tons of time to read new books, right? Of course. This is this is the time for summer reading. It's, you literally encapsulated my life in those descriptions right there. Like your life as in your children are brooding in their That's bedroom. Right. There's so much I don't know about Pla- you. Playing Pokemon and such <laughs> like that. No. No. And I and I also don't see you gardening. Stop it right now. How uh, dare you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive by your house today. So we were thinking of some new books that have come out that are getting lots of press. These books are being known as kind of the cream of the crop. And I was like, hey, maybe listeners haven't heard of them because a million books seem to come out every year. It's impossible to keep up with them all. There's so many different reviews and stuff to read. So we have really narrowed it down to books that sound great. That's right. They're on my list, but I haven't read them. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Doing the best I can. I said, we've been busy gardening and dealing with non-broody children up until now. I have been. I have been gardening quite oh, a bit. You? What, are, what are you making? Lavender? Keep no, some mosquitoes making. away. A, I don't make it. And B, I don't know. It's just colorful stuff. I don't look at the names. I throw the tags away. And then Andrew's like, what's that? And I think, I don't know. I threw the tag away. So it's, whatever. It's yellow. You're <laughs> basically treating it like drinks in the fridge. It's pretty much how I shop. Okay, so let's get into a couple books. So the first one that I read about that sounds super awesome is called My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa uh, Moshveg. That sounds awesome right there. Right there. The premise really just pulled me right in. So the narrator of the book, she is this young, thin, pretty, recent Columbia graduate. Just like you, Michelle. It seems so far spot on and works um, an easy job at this hip art gallery, lives in an apartment on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, which is paid for like the rest of her needs by an inheritance. But there is something dark and vacuous, you know, in her heart, just this hole. And it's not just the loss of her parents or the way her Wall Street boyfriend treats her. Um, But in the year 2000, in this just city, a glitter with wealth and possibility, what could be so wrong with her? So in the book, it's a powerful answer to that question. And the narrator decides that she wants to quit everything and simply sleep. Throw, so through every sleeping pill on and off the market, um, she shows us, you know, how reasonable and even necessary alienation can be. 
And I guess th- this girl starts sleeping like 22 hours a day or something. Huh. That's so that that took a weird turn. That's not where I expected that. No, it's interesting. But the book has been called "Tender and Like Blackly Funny, Merciless and Compassionate." So I read this one review and I was checking out because I was like, "That sounds good." And they said that um, I re I read you know that a few books a year come around that make a person want to stop everything that they're doing and read it, and that this is the book. So it got a straight A review from Entertainment Weekly and was called one of the weirdest books in recent memory. It sounds like it. I mean, she's basically what? Rip Van Winkling away the time. I think so. And the author in 2015 was shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize. And this book, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, has already been optioned for a film by Margot uh, Robbie. Robbie? What what hasn't been um, like optioned by her at this point. I Is go, she I optioning go. a lot? I don't know. Yeah, she's got like this movie with about her and uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Like she's playing Queen Elizabeth in a oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's weird. I like her. I don't know if she can be Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm a little but worried liked, about that. And then it she's was got Saoirse, it was Saoirse Ronan. That's that's who as, it was. Uh, yes. The Mary Queen of Scots, right? Yeah. And then she's got like Birds of Prey, which is basically the and the Harley Quinn solo movie. She's got two comic well, books coming out. I won't have out. to worry about seeing that. No, you won't. Trust me. I think you're gonna be like <laughs> most people. Like, no, I think yeah, I'll. Stay I didn't away from see that. the Suicide Squad. That oh, it's DC. Mm, it's uh, not for me. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, she's doing a lot of stuff these days. Like, okay, but, well, obviously she read this and she thought it looked rad, so. It's on my list. So, yeah, you everybody, come uh, check it out. We have them on order. They should be in soon. And I'm pretty sure they just ordered even more. So everybody come get one. I might read it, actually. I usually I stay away from some weird concept books sometimes, but that one kind of that sounds kind of well, cool, Well, if it actually. involves sleep, it's it's just a beautiful That's exactly idea. what I want to hear. It's like we get to the sleep for 22 hours. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be checking it out. Um, what do you think people should read, Jacob? So I was going through a couple lists myself, and I came across this book, Baby Teeth, by Zoje Stage. Well, you heard I, anything about that? I hate the title. <laughs> I'll start there. So, Ew, Baby Teeth, no. It's a bad title. But then I started reading what the book is about, okay. and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So it was described as being similar to We Need to Talk About Kevin. Which oh, immediately caught my attention because anybody who read or saw that book slash movie know that it's a crazy story about how serial killers and murderers get um, formed. Okay. So it's basically the same kind of story about a mom kind of being blind and ignoring a bunch of like tendencies of her seven-year-old daughter who's slowly starting to so show all of these like sociopathic tendencies. Oh no. Doing all sorts of like murderous stuff and then the mom kind of being like, "No, it's not it's not what you think it is. It's kind of it's not it's not that bad actually situation." Sounds like a light beach read. <laughs> I <laughs> sounds good. I couldn't yeah. believe that it came up under beach reads, but they're like, "This is one of the 2018 I mean, people like those kind of thrillery ones, so it does sound interesting. I, ironically enough, it was also optioned by Margot Robbie for a... Stop it. Ah, no, I just kind of made that up. Oh, how, you just got me so excited. How funny would that be? Like, all of a sudden, every book you. on here... <laughs> yeah, everything's just the, the She Margot is a fan Robbie of the show, so she's probably listening. Hi, Margot. Yeah, her and Natalie. Okay. All right, so what do you got? Yeah, that book sounds... I mean... Go read, um, I don't want to walk around with a book called Baby Teeth. That makes me uncomfortable. You should <laughs> see the cover. It's just a bunch of bloody baby teeth. Ew, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh. it's it's a crazy little thing. All right, well, just, you, you read like, it. And let me know. Did you like? Uh, we need to talk about Kevin because I mean, if you if that's the kind of I never saw it. Oh really? It's funny. I was just going to grab it this week because last week Jordan and I were talking, and he's like, "That's one of my all-time favorite movies." And I always wanted to see it because I love Tilda Swinton, and I like the guy who plays the kid whose mm-hmm. name I can't think of. But it's one of the few occasions where me and Jordan totally agree on the movie. <laughs> I will. I'll grab it this week. Then we'll talk about it. Um, okay, so another book is called, um, I feel like this is kind of fitting into the, the news um, moment in time, but it's called A Terrible Country by Keith Gessen. And so the premise here is that when Andre Kaplan's older brother, Dima, um, insists that he return to Moscow to care for their ailing grandmother, um, Andre must take stock of his life in New York uh, you know, his girlfriend stopped returning his text messages and like his dissertations kind of falling apart. So in the summer of 2008, while his bank account is super low, he decides that, you know, a few months in Moscow are what he needs. Hmm. Um, so I know he's like a hockey player. That was like a big thing for him. He sublets his room in Brooklyn. He packs up his hockey stuff and he moves into an apartment that Stalin himself had given his grandmother. Um, this like super old lady who's outlived her husband and most of her friends and she survived the dark days of communism and witnessed Russia's violent capitalist transformation Um, and like so she welcomes Andre into her house even though she doesn't always remember who he is Um, and so the book is really about like this character learning to navigate Putin's Moscow over the course of a year um, while his grandmother's health declines and just his feelings of dislocation from both Russia and America uh, deepen and that he has to kind of reckon with his future to make choices that will determine his life and faith. And then he ends up becoming entangled with a group of leftists and his politics and his allegiances are tested and he's forced to come to terms with the Russia society that he was born into and the American one that he's enjoyed since he's been a kid. That was Woof. a great description right there. Like, you got in-depth on it. I was I was feeling heated up reading it. So it's been called Wise, um, a sensitive novel about Russia, about exile, family, love, history, and fate. So that's so, it, yeah. you know? It's it pretty, asks sounds you, like a pretty it sprawling you, book there. what do you owe the place you were born, and what does it owe you? Hmm. That's a thinker right there. Look at that. I'm That's a head scratcher stro- right there. Stroking my chin as we speak. Yeah, but the that. book has been, it's been getting really good reviews and it sounds really interesting. And um, I'm actually reading like a Russian book right now and I'm like, oh, I kind of get into it, especially the audiobooks when they do the Russian accent. Me like it. It's good. <laughs> Except the that. names are crazy. Because the thing, I don't know, do you ever watch the show The Americans? No, it's on my list. I it's a, it's a great show, it. but they're very big in Russia, it seems. Do you always say like the first and last name? Like all the time when you talk to someone, they say the whole name. And then there's like nicknames for everyone. And there's extra words you add on to be affectionate and things. So in listening to an audiobook, I'm like, each character has 12 names. <laughs> like it's very hard. But they sound awesome. They're like, it's kind of why I stay Alyosha. Like... <laughs> They, like they have very, yeah, they have very uh, poetic sounding names, even if they're all ridiculously long. And some of them, it's like, just because it's the first and last name, you know. But yeah. no, it, it it's it's good. So I'm definitely into this book. I think it could be really good right now, especially with Russia always <clears throat> being in the news. So I'm I'm too lazy to be remembering all these Russian names. I just kind of that's why I like. I'm being too in lazy to be all remembering. <laughs> like, that's why I like being American. We can just do the old. If you don't remember somebody's name, you go like, "Hey, guy." How oh, are that's you doing me. There? I say, hey, I bud. Say, everybody's my buddy. How am I, how you doing, dude? Friendo, friendo works. My man over here. <laughs> 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 that's one of the great things. Like, 
I think we just gave away a secret. We are garbage people, and I we do not remember your name. I don't think it's a secret. I think pretty <laughs> much everybody knew know. we were garbage people. Yeah. Good pressure is off. Just be happy that we bother with that. We just don't give you like the finger guns when we see you. Like mm. double wink. Yeah. Pew pew. <laughs> okay, it's awful. Please just start talking about a book immediately. Okay. So okay. Um, I'm a sports fan, as you know, so I just I looked up some books and I, I picked one off the sports section. But is, it's not is it doing well? Is all I want to know. Is it getting good reviews? Yeah, actually, it is. It was great. An, all of these are on the you know you should read this list. Okay, so check them out there. Uh, this one is called The Last Cowboys: A Pioneer Family in the New West by John Branch. This is a true story. It's basically following uh, what I got their name. Oh, the Wright family, who are a family of rodeo, like they do rodeos, like they're cowboys. Is this is a fiction book? Sorry. No, this is not fiction. Oh, it's nonfiction. Yeah. Okay. So this is a story. They've um their families won a couple national championships. Um, they like training like their six to nine year olds to get into it as well. Is rodeo when you say rodeo is that basically <laughs> like you're riding the bull that's kicking in the air? Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if you pay atten- too much attention to it because you know why would you? Rodeo is still a big thing. It's still it tours um stadiums and arenas around the country hmm. constantly. There's the uh, Pro- PBR, the Pro Bull Riding Association, PBA, whatever it is. It's on NBC every Saturday, okay. so you can actually go and watch it. Um, so there's some big money to be made and some prestige in the rodeo community. So apparently the Wrights are like one of the top families in it. And the story follows them around um, from competition to competition. Here's a shock. Riding a bull or a horse that does not want to be ridden can result in numerous injuries to yourself getting thrown and yeah, kicked from it. Duh. So it goes in depth on like the cost that it takes on the family of always having to be on the road, always having, you know, quote unquote train. Um, what happens when you, um, somebody gets injured during a competition? Like how does that throw off their entire plan? Because obviously there's medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you get injured, you're probably not going to be as good as you were before. Oh, you mean when a, when a bull's horn like goes through your sternum? <laughs> that, <laughs> like do, that doesn't seem to happen as much because we have those lovely rodeo clowns still running I around. I mean, what is that thankless job? They better make like a hundred grand a year. It, I would have to get paid a lot. I'm <laughs> like, I'm just, just by the way, have you ever seen Baskets? Take a little side. Little side no, I haven't here. seen that show. You should watch that show. It's it's pretty awesome. And considering he is a rodeo clown, okay, a classically trained rodeo clown, I don't even have time to get into that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, this follows their um, families are going through the trials and tribulations of, you know, what it means to be another athletic sports family dynasty kind of thing. And how even though it kind of gets to point sometimes where they probably should stop doing it, it's just kind of become a family tradition at this point. You know, some people are like, I don't know if I want my kid to be in the rodeo going up in the future. I don't know if I want to put them in this horribly dangerous sport for the rest of their sure. life. Sure. I mean, I get that. Yeah. So that actually sounds that actually sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about rodeo. And sometimes I do like reading books where I'm like, oh, I don't know one thing about you. Yeah. Which is what I thought about this. Like, I know what the rodeo is, but like outside of Homer yelling prison rodeo, I don't have much of a context <laughs> for it. <laughs> Or the cowboy way with Woody Harrelson and Kiefer Sutherland. That's about as close to the rodeo as I get. So. I'm going to give you a straight up yikes on that. Okay, cool. It's a great movie, people. Um, So the next book, and this one people may have heard of, tons of press. It has been called Groundbreaking and Extraordinary by the New York Times. Yeah. Brilliant and Propulsive by People Magazine. Yeah. The year's most galvanizing debut novel by Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. Masterful, white hot, and devastating by the Washington Post. Meh. <laughs> I felt like that was the most extreme review of all. They called it white hot. So it is There There by Tommy Orange. Um, 
And so it is about, as we learn the reasons that each person is attending the big Oakland powwow, some generous, some fearful, some joyful, some violent, momentum builds towards a shocking yet inevitable conclusion that changes everything. So um, I feel like I'm going to get some of these names wrong. But so Jackie Redfeather is newly sober and she is trying to make it back to the family that she left behind in shame. And then another character in the book is Denny Oxenden is pulling his life back together after his uncle's death and has come to work at the powwow in honor of his uncle's memory. Then there's another character, Opal Viola Victoria Bearshield, word. Wow. Um, has come to watch her nef- nephew Orville, who's taught himself the traditional Indian dance through YouTube videos, and he's going to perform in public in the first time. Um, there's like going to be sacrifice and heroism and loss. Like I said, crazy praise on this book, Um, like a new voice through like a native, you know, through native eyes, which we don't get um, a ton of. It's kind of just like um, a new portrait of America that few of us have seen. So it's been said that it's fierce, funny, suspenseful, cool, thoroughly modern and impossible to put down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I read some things that we're talking about, like, oh, this will end up being like a classic. All right. I'm definitely going to be interested in that one. I you figured know, you would with yeah. that with that white hot native blood running through yeah, you. Yeah, the, the whole the being native thing. I knew I didn't even know that they were. I heard you say powwow, and my ears picked up a little bit. And I'm like, hey, I used to go to those all the time when I was a kid. <gasps> that sounds su- fun. Can you take me to one? Actually. Am I allowed to come to something like that? I can yeah. say I got my uh, my uh, ancestry, my DNA. I sent in, and I I have native blood. I have my tiny bit of native blood, so I'm in. So you, yeah, you're, you can just walk in the door. Do you just follow the test? Like, they just prick your finger real quick, and you're good to go. That's it. I'm in. <laughs> no, they are super fun. They always got, like, everybody's dancing all day in the big middle uh, stage area. Yeah, it sounds Jump cool. in there and do the little the native bounce so, dance thing. So I feel like the description of the book maybe sounds weird to people, but like I said, it's supposed to be really good. It sounds like it's really character-driven. I like when there's separate characters whose stories all come together as one. So I would put a hold on that because that book is flying off the shelves. Yeah, I think I'm going to. I'm but don't buy it. It's two books. Remember, yeah. it is free for you here. Yeah. Just come to your library and get it. Head down to your local branch of the Buffalo Grab County Public Library and pick it up. until that one's ready. Yeah, pick, pick everything you hear. Aren't all booked up as we all know is going to be available at your local library soon Man, so just come on and pick luck, it up how lucky are we i know right libraries rule all right what you got all right next up i got homie don't play that the story of in living color and the black <laughs> comedy revolution <laughs> oh, by david peisner i your, think it's peisner your choices so in living color do you remember in living color michelle Early of course i show. remember in living color so Anybody who is, you know, not born yet, which is going to be a depressing amount of you. Um, In Living Color was a sketch comedy show very similar to like um, Saturday Night Live or uh, Mad TV kind of thing. Except they had Fly Girls. Fly Girls. Yes. And uh, it actually, it was on Fox. It was Fox's version of that. And it was a much more African-American centric show because Keenan Ivory Waynes was the executive producer on it. Mm -hmm. So basically he picked all of the talent that was going to be on the show. So it had more of a african-american slant but the thing with it was it out like compared to like saturday night live it actually disproportionately had a bunch of megastars on that show um damon wayans was on there he was considered to be the uh like the basically the star of the show when it first came out uh jamie fox um showed up on there a couple of times he um had a couple characters so he was obviously an oscar winner 
Uh, Jennifer Lopez, you mentioned the Fly Girl. She was one of them. She was the head Fly Girl, so she's yeah. on there. And, of course, Jim Carrey also got his start on um, In Living I re- Color. I really ha- hated him so much on In Living Color. Really? A little too I will much say for you? It was so much, way too much Jim Carrey for me. But I was a big-time Fire Marshal Bill fan, oh. as most guy, um, guys my age were. That was just, like, the best skit that they could do. He, like, haunted my nightmares. Like, that character, like, creeped me out. No, it really I think did. It's, I think it's supposed to kind of <laughs> creep you out a little bit. Okay. So this, the book gets into like the behind the scenes action, what they had to do to um, get it on the air. Cause you know, it's hard even on Fox at the time who was, you know, new network putting on pretty much anything. It's still not easy to get the show with that kind of slant on the air in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And it gets in all the things it's lasting legacy. You know, it's something to check out cause it has had a surprising, you know, influence on pop culture nowadays. When you look at some of the other shows yeah. that are out there. So, okay. Check it out, folks. You you bring up things that I would see on the shelf and be like, nah. And then you talk about them and I think, <gasps> maybe. Um, see, I got a <laughs> no, meh to a maybe. That's, um, a, that's an upgrade in M words. I'm going to bring two up here. This one I'm not going to really give a, a synopsis to just because it's gotten a lot of press. It's called The Perfect Mother by Amy Malloy. Um, it is a New York Times bestseller and it's been called the most anticipated book of summer. And of course soon to be a major motion picture starring Scandal's Carrie Washington. Oh, okay. These books exist for like four seconds and they're scooped up. But just kind of a tagline is that it's an addictive psychological thriller about a group of women whose lives become unexpectedly connected when one of their newborns goes missing. I feel like I don't have to talk about it because people are are going to check it out no matter what. Um, but They're another book sold. that I saw that, you know, I thought sounded really awesome, great reviews, is called The Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay. And it takes place in 1985. The character is Yale Tishman, the development director for an art gallery in Chicago, and is about to pull off this amazing coup, bringing in an extraordinary collection of 1920s paintings as a gift to the gallery. And then as his career begins to flourish, the carnage of the AIDS epidemic grows around him. And one by one, his friends are dying. And after his friend Nico's funeral, um, you know, the whole thing just starts kind of circling closer and closer to Yell himself. Mm. And then soon in this, the only person that he has left is Fiona, who's Nico's little sister. And it goes into, it kind of takes place in the future then, like 30 years later. It's about Fiona in Paris and She's tracking down her estranged daughter who disappeared into a cult. And all of it sounds like super awesome. The book has been called expansive and generous. Um, it seems really like rich in landscape and character and relationships, which is what mm-hmm. I'm really drawn to um, in a book, especially, again, intertwining stories. So that is one to grab. Okay. Right? That's pretty good there. Well, do you have any other ones? Cause oh, yeah, I do. Um, so the this other one sounded really good. It's called We Begin Our Ascent by Joe Mungo Reed. Um, it's been called again, one of the best books of summer, which was chosen by Vanity Fair, Entertainment Weekly, Amazon, The Daily Beast, Kirkus Review, Good Housekeeping, Christian Science Monitor, and on and on all picked this as like their best book. So this story is about Soul and Liz, um, are a couple on the cusp. (laughs) On the cusp. uh, Like on the cusp. All up on that cusp. So he is a professional cyclist in the Tour de France, um, He's a workhorse, but he's not yet a star. And then she's a geneticist and she's on the brink of a major discovery, which will either be, you know, that or just a plain loss of funding. They welcome their first child into the world. Their life is bright and beautiful before them. They just got to reach out and grab it, Jacob. It's right there. But as her research slows 
and the dude starts doping their dreams grow murkier and the risks graver so it's kind of over the whirlwind course of the tour they enter the the orbit of extraordinary cast and con men um kind of just draws this family into like the depths of illegal drug smuggling and crazy stuff like that so they don't know the difference between up and down and they have to kind of decide what are they striving for and, you know, what is it worth? Which I think is really, you know, maybe that sounds like a little extreme. They end up in this, you know, illegal drugs and this and that. But I think that's a really basic question of, you know, what is it worth? What do you sacrifice for this kind of dream that you're looking for? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily too much um, going too far. It is, you know, European sports. They can be a little little um, daunting at times, a little dangerous out there. So, And especially if she's dedicated her life to, you know, yeah. To study and then you lose funding and things aren't working out. And which is which happens a lot, actually. I think it's very daunting for people. So, yeah, that book sounds really good, too. Do you have more? I have one that's just it's just for us. Nah, go but for it. Are go you ahead. sure? Yeah, I don't got nothing. I'm, I'm just good. talking so I'm much. I'm just going to like, hey, let's get a Corn McCarthy book. Go depress yourself on the beach. It's Just read anything by Corn yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, I literally though. had it written down what's, it, what's the title of it? Oh, Blood Meridian, The Road, or Child of God. Those are the oh, three not, obvious so ones. Oh, so not new books. No, just yeah, just Cormac McCarthy pick, books pick, in Pick general. up any of them. They're all, they're all good and depressing. I love Cormac. Yeah, he's my favorite author, so go read something by him. Okay, cool. And then this one, I don't know who wants to read it, but I know that Jacob and I will, and actually my dad. So get ready for this one, Dad. Get your all pen out. All up in my head, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. It is called Springfield Confidential, Jokes, yep. Secrets, and Outright Lies from a Lifetime Writing for the Simpsons. You are 100% correct. Right. I'm definitely picking that book up. It sounds awesome. It's by Mike Reese, who's a four-time Emmy winner, and he's worked on the Simpsons continuously since episode one. Wow. 1989. That is impressive. Right? Because so many people have come and gone. But the book has uh, stories, scandals, and gossip about just working on The Simpsons. And he goes into how the episodes are created, an inside look at the show writers, animators, the actors, the crazy celebrity guests. Um, There's a range of questions from Simpsons fans and diehards that he goes through. So, Jeff Albertson. Only true Simpsons fans will know who that is. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I got a little trivia out there. You're going to go Google that as soon as the show's Jeff over. Jeff Albertson. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rusty. <laughs> um, what yeah. season are we talking here? The entire show. It's been on the show the entire time. That yeah. It's me. Springfield oh. Confidential. That sounds awesome. I yeah, love, it, love that know, show so much. I don't, really, I don't watch it as much as I should nowadays, but. Oh, the show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the book is supposed to be funny, informational. Just a real exclusive look at at truly one of the most beloved programs of all time, at least by us for sure. I dare say probably the most, considering it's still on the air, still getting killer ratings, people yeah. still watching it. I'll still you can still click on old Simpsons episodes. My, and my enjoy dad watching them. Um, watches it every morning, and literally I've showed you, but he takes pictures of the TV screen and then he sends me <laughs> the images. So it's pretty great. It's a pretty good way to start the day. Yeah, anytime you get like a Simpsons picture every single day, that's you're just like I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up. Okay, so that's it. We made it through. Those are your suggestions. Check them out and enjoy the rest of your summer. Do it, everyone. All right, Jacob, Check plug them us all up. up. All right, so everything you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available at your local library. So just walk on by to all 37 branches and oh, pick it In up. one day. Walk by all of them in one day. It'd be great exercise, too. It is the summertime. <laughs> it's the time to get out and get some exercise, get some sun, people. So go down and check them out. Um, we have them requested if you need them sent to a library closer to you. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, or anything, just uh, email us at allbookedup at buffalolib.org and let us know. Or just come down to the Central Library and just 
Wait. Ask, ask for Michelle and I'll come down yeah, and I'll, wave at you. I'll chat you up. And then don't forget, we, we're on iTunes. So if you do listen to us there, because I know a lot of you do, please rate us. And if you want to write a review, that is cool too. Yeah, we haven't pushed that. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud are available on all your favorite podcasts. Right? Yeah. So go in there, tell your friends. And then because, you know, great summer reads, I was thinking all this stuff I wanted to read. And then I thought about things that I would like to be made into a book that I would be into reading. So do you want to know about that? I want to know about nothing more. I mean, so these are two real things that I'm like, where are the books on these? And the one, do you know about um, Kasu Marzu? No. That is a Sardinian cheese that contains live maggots. Mm, Sardinia, what are you doing? So the maggots can jump up to five inches out of the cheese while you you are eating it. What do you mean maggots jump? They don't have legs. They definitely like spring. They spring. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, so I feel like I'd read more about that because I have zero you understanding just, of why that would ever be a thing you that you would consume. Write a note here, never visit <laughs> And this is also a book that I would read and cry over. Um, but The Loneliest Creature on Earth, <laughs> there's the start, is a whale that a team of scientists have been tracking its route across the North Pacific Ocean. And this particular whale has been calling out for a mate for over two decades, but he has this abnormally high-pitched voice, which is a different frequency of the other whales, so no whale has ever responded to him, and I'm getting choked up just saying it. Poor guy. So I feel like someone needs to write that story or a documentary or something, but it better end with him with a wife or so. Help me. The loneliest whale. Yep. It's already a, it's a Pixar movie that writes itself, <laughs> no, it's right? So, so okay, uh, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.